of today of this legal shit of getting married to each other and that fucking idiot child molester isn't gonna be a senator yes 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 fuck him and that horse he poorly rode in on you said I it, feel bad honey. for that animal. You said it, honey. Plus, additionally, we have a number one comedy album. Yeah, we do. Right now. <laughs> this is such... We have so many good news today because no child molester... Well, that's <laughs> not true. Whoa. Um, that a, child molester. A new, not in a the new known child molester <laughs> yeah. not elected to the Senate. <laughs> yeah. Great. <laughs> Plus a number one album. I mean, this all feels like it's happening to us. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, Plus, oh yeah, we have we released a new album on Friday. It's called Back to Back, and it's doing great. So please, if you're in this audience, it's like you probably already like us. You should buy this album. Not now. You're here. But after the show, and this is also a podcast, so there's even people that are going to hear your laughter. Uh-huh. And d- so you should even sort of say to each other, lean to your friend and go, oh, I'm actually really going to buy that because you are mic'd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this show goes out as a podcast, so if, if people that listen to it hear you guys all just being like, oh my God, wow, I like actually already did buy it, and I really like it, and I've really already given it a lot of stars, as many as yeah. you can give it, which is five. It's the best nine ninety nine I've literally ever spent Yeah, I can't life. believe you guys are all saying all those things. It's like so rude, you're not even supposed to talk at a show. <laughs> but it's really cool. I'll allow it. And then this is also our last Put Your Hands Together of the Year, so like, oh my God, I mean, this whole fucking day I've just been a nervous wreck about this election and then also we almost you know got a divorce in Crate and Barrel absolutely today for the second time I, I was actually I think it's the third time we've almost gotten a divorce in Crate and Barrel oh, truly really? truly I did didn't I think forget so. about one probably well I just when, wanted to point out real quick that I did wear like all black because I did not think this was going to go well <laughs> this election so no we found out right before you left the house is that why you're wearing this outfit I thought yeah. you were just cool I mean <laughs> There's also that. Anyway. I mean, you do look girl. like you're going to the most chill funeral. <laughs> yeah. What's up, dead like, dude? Honestly, honestly, straight up, it is a funeral, but I did skateboard here. <laughs> yeah. So I really I shouldn't have worn boots because that was inappropriate. Grind on the casket, so. You did a what grind? A feeble grind on the casket. I thought you said fetal grind. No. And then I was like, that's like full circle, right? Like birth to yeah, death yeah, yeah. sort of a thing? Just do Not a, that a fetus uh, is a baby, a it's fetal different. Grind. Um, yeah. <laughs> We all know. I don't have to tell you. I don't have to tell this audience. We shouldn't even say pro-choice. You know, no, we shouldn't no. even say it. it. Should just be like pro-bodily autonomy. 
It should just be pro making your own decision. No, it should just be like, do you live in the world or do you live in a storybook? <laughs> a storybook of lies. <laughs> you can't stop us from taking care of our bodies the way that we want to. You can just lie to yourself about the fact that you're doing that. Anyway, my point is, <laughs> it's great that there's not another Republican in the Senate. Yes. Um, One less Republican. Is that, I mean, Jesus Christ, <laughs> that party Would is, not have voted for Roy they Moore. They are. They <laughs> are. Ha ha. Jesus Christ would not, no. They, that, oof, eef, oof. What's going to happen next? <laughs> this, these last Zero couple of weeks have been a doozy. I'll tell you what's going to happen next. Tell it's going to be Wednesday tomorrow. Uh-huh. That's it. That's and all I got. So, <laughs> Other world-shattering news will be unveiled. Hey, how was your 2017, though? You know what I mean? Because this is like the last show of the year. Yeah. Do you want to recap anything? Or Not like, really. Kind of talk about <laughs> things that you learned or like fights we've had and stuff? <laughs> no. I mean, I just remember the ones from Crate and Barrel. So that's... What did we fight about today? Uh, <gasps> we oh, had yes. Gift cards. I wanted to buy a large... Should we tell them what the gift cards are for? Or should we leave out that part of the story? <laughs> I, this, okay. <laughs> I will say, number one, it just paints a fuller picture. This truth all. does not, I am not humiliated by this truth. I, I don't want you to be. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. You should never be humiliated by the truth as if long, it's not something evil. As long as you are not saying the truth to try to trap me no. in some sort of a public box. <laughs> And then I'm sort of fine a with you black box telling the people what had happened. No, I'm not trying to trap you. Okay. Then go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the gift cards that we had to Crate and Barrel are from our wedding gifts. Yes. Because we returned all of them. <laughs> There's two details. We, we didn't teapot. return all of them. We did keep the teapot, the bowls. We kept the teapot. Something else. The bowls. Some other things. A couple, a couple things. I will say that the woman at Crate and Barrel, because we had to well, load up an entire vehicle I have to, to take them all back, and they stayed in boxes for months because we were still touring. Like, Wait, right after you we also have to talk about who spearheaded the return. <laughs> because this is why you're going to possibly humiliate me in the future by revealing the details. What do you mean spearheaded the return? Who what are you talking about? Spearheaded it sounds like a great movie. The return. Spearheaded the return. <laughs> Who spearheaded the return of all of the gifts? Is, are you saying the answer is me? No. Oh, you did. Okay. I'm just very confused. This is You're like, don't blame you know this me. You have been I mad at me about this for over two years. You we said, on stage. don't make this about me being evil, so I left out the fact that you <laughs> spearheaded the return. <laughs> well, I was waiting for you to reveal it later at this moment where you were like, and no. we loved all these gifts like they were our children. And it was actually not no. me, but Cameron alone. <laughs> Who spearheaded the return. Wait, also I do want to say, you are right, we did have to pull up to the loading dock. We had to pull up to the loading dock. We had to make there a delivery to Crate and Barrel. 
of things from Great and Barrel. And I want to tell you, there were two oh, two no. people had to help me. That's how many items they we were had. so two mad human at us. beings had to say, "I'm helping this person." They were so mad, and the one woman was so furious. She was so mad at us that we, I was like, "Yes, we're Only returning this." And she was like, in "Her anger by my wife." <laughs> She was like, all of it? And I was like, well, everything but the teapot. And she was like, I don't believe it. <laughs> she was so mad. Well, and then I had to be like, you know, and the thing is, the teapot, we didn't take it out. So if you could just find it and then hand it to me. That is real. We did have to have her. I figured it would be less work for me. You are going to be going through it anyway, right? It's all still sealed. I wanted us to get a bed. <laughs> right. I wanted us to get a big king bed frame because I've never had a bed frame as an adult. I had a bed frame when I was a little kid and they were hand-me-downs and they were like um, always kind of like rad but gnarly. Like Sure. Like, for instance, one of them was a four-poster bed. Like a backside fetal grind. Right. On a- that is gnarly. Coffin at a funeral. Um, one of them was a four-poster bed, and what I and I was a little kid, and so I thought the post would be really great to pretend to be static Tarzan. <laughs> it's like he's not swinging; he's just in place, posing, posing as Tarzan. Exactly. Uh huh. But then I broke two of them. <laughs> so then I was like, action Tarzan for just a moment. <laughs> yeah. So then when I was in my 20s, I was a dirtbag stand-up comic, and I didn't, I've never really cared about objects. Yeah. It's like a problem. Sure. I accept hand-me-downs. That's fine with me. So I just had like a clutter of nonsense. When you met me, uh-huh. um, I didn't have a bed because I had she moved had out. a pile of blankets on I a slept in a pile floor. of blankets. <laughs> Can't say I haven't been there. I slept in a pile of blankets. This is one of the ways Rhea wooed me. She was like, I have an air mattress. <laughs> and I was like, because that's you are kidding me! Not, her, not what she slept on. Rhea slept on was some sort of like Ikea bed. bed. But she that gave I got on Craigslist. me her air I was mattress. So young once. She delivered it to my house with the little machine. Like, what, like doing one of these where she's like, anyway, I brought over the mattress. But then she has to do that real slow like, while she's trying to be sexy which did work um well i will say it's a lot better than this (laughs) so in this outfit (laughs) so when we got married yeah we got a really big mattress gifted to us by a podcast (laughs) look we did it is glamorous being famous. <laughs> and it was like this really nice mattress. I never had such a nice mattress before. And yeah. when we got all these gifts. We had registered for them when we were in different cities because we, we toured up until two days before our wedding. We did. Um, I taped a stand-up special two days before our wedding. You did. Because you are a nice person. You <laughs> let me do that. I did. Um, and so we toured right up until our wedding. And we just had like no money. We were moving into this... No, we weren't even... We were still at our old place, weren't we? Anyway, I wanted a bed frame. I wanted a bed frame, and so we took all of our shit back from Crate and Barrel, Mm -hmm. and we saved up and got one thing, which was a bed frame that we sleep on. And it actually, I think, is really romantic and nice. 
And I love that we have like one big wonderful object that symbolizes our wedding and it's such a giant bed. Our tiny dog, you got him stairs? I did. I did Which is so stairs. funny because it really he really did need stairs from a safety perspective. From a safety perspective. You it's not see, so much the getting up, it was the flinging himself pew, off. Pew! Pew! And you that just... I was just like, you just, all broken chihuahua legs! You just imagine the dog wheelchair every time. Yeah. Which would be fine, but he's just it's too totally young for fine. it. I just like, um, if it's preventable, then I'll yes, prevent exactly. it. Yes, exactly. So we were trying not to have him break his little back, so then Rhea got dog <laughs> stairs. So we have this giant, beautiful bed, beautiful, <laughs> nice mattress, stairs. Then sometimes stairs. he'll look at you and he'll go, you know what, actually, I'm going to just go to the second level of the apartment. And then he just goes up the stairs to the bed and he's like, ah, finally, upstairs. And then, <laughs> then he'll look off the side of the bed and he'll be like, my chew stick's downstairs. And he'll look up all those like, oh, since you guys are downstairs, can you get me my chew stick? And then we're like, actually, straight up, no. We're like running around trying to get out there. He's like, fine, fine, fine. He goes down the stairs and he like gets his chew stick and comes back up. He's like, I am exhausted. He's like checking his steps. Yeah. That's all so real. It is r- very real. Anyway, yeah. So we had a fight in Crate and Barrel today. Because I get in my mind, I get so worked up in my mind about romantic things, about how everything's going to be romantic all the time. I'm from this very Italian family. Everything's demonstrative. You have to go like, I love you! You have to cry! You have to rend your hair! Scratch your eyes out! Ah! And you have to be so falling, crawling, crawling across the floor. Ah! You have to say, you're sobbing, but it's happy. You're just digging through pasta. Yeah. (laughs) And you have to... Should I illustrate how my family shows their affection for Sure, yes. I'm glad you're here. (laughs) By the way, this TV is still on. Yeah, the TV is... And also, you're here. (laughs) They're just just saying that at the TV. This is is a hug. Yeah. Mute it! It's a commercial. I hate this one. So it's kind of hard because I... We have slightly different temperatures. Sometimes in the morning, I wake up. I wake up. I always wake up like the birds are waking me up also and dressing me. I I always... I wake up at six or seven in the morning and I just go like, bing! And I'm immediately like, my hair's short. I love my jackets. (laughs) You are weaving such a tale right now. (laughs) What are you trying to say? This morning I cuddle over to you and you're like, ah! Make me coffee! Oh, one time! The dog is in my butt. (laughs) In my defense... In my defense, the dog was in my butt. <laughs> and it was very funny. The dog is in my butt. The dog is in my butt. So, mm. that's the one morning in the history of all time that you've ever cuddled me in the morning. Because usually, I'm just talking to her. Full on talk. It's the midnight. I'm full on talking to Rhea. I'm just full on like, anyway, and then I did this other thing, and you don't even know, what are your opinions about it? I'm just talking so loud, so fast, then Rhea just turns out the light. <laughs> <laughs> then I 
get so mad because you didn't do eye contact, a kiss, and say, I love you, good night. <laughs> Terrible! How am I supposed to live under these conditions? When I was a little kid, I read this book. Well, I can't even remember what it's called. <laughs> Sarah Plain and Tall is about like a stepmom and she comes to the family. You know, she's very nice. She's plain and tall. But the, the kids in the book, they didn't say goodnight to their mom and she died. So ever since then, my whole life. So anyway. I just feel like when we went to Creighton Barrel, <laughs> what I didn't like about the experience was that I wanted you to touch me on my low back and go, oh, I can imagine this in our future house. You know? And you were just like, is this a dog food container? <laughs> I was so mad. I wanted to look at all the golden things. <laughs> The only thing you want, you were like, look at the serving tray, it's a hundred dollars. I just couldn't. I can't, it doesn't compute. I think that's a low price for an heirloom piece. We have like three serving trays. If you have people over, wait, actually, heirloom. Wait, straight up. If you have people over, me. if you have people over, are you going to be like, actually, that's the limit of how much food we can provide because we only have the three trays. What are we? A, a Vegas casino? We're like making the hang up. Oh, hang on, I've only got the one tray. People are. But it's important to me to be able to host a party. I know, but we have, like, tables that we can put things What, on. you're going to put, like, raw olives? <laughs> Just roll them out on the counter? <laughs> One at a time. No. Actually, Bowl? this is a great point, Table. <laughs> Why is the table so low? where you were looking. <laughs> Do you remember what happened first thing this morning? We went outside and there was some vomit. <laughs> I do remember and that. And that in the vomit there was one whole green olive <laughs> with a pimento in it. <laughs> I think that that means the last thing they drank was a martini. <laughs> they just went like, well, to finish. you! And then tossed it back and then went, Blah! Ah! Cameron's reaction to that um, pimento olive in vomit is on my Instagram stories if you want to check that out. Yeah, you should totally check that out. Good cross promotion. Thank sweetie. you. All right. Been well, working on my stories lately. Anyway. <sighs> I just... I am... It's very hard to be married because the other person is annoying. Want serving trays. <laughs> I agree. I know. <laughs> That is honestly our greatest bond. Yeah. Is that here's the two things I like about you. Number one, 
You are so funny. Yeah. Number two, uh-huh. you are so honest about how annoying I am. <laughs> this gives me freedom, and I can say you're annoying, then yeah. I don't feel trapped, so that's nice. Agree. So I really appreciate it. I hate you. <laughs> right back at you, sweetheart. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Well, boy, what a nice night this is. It's a great night. Oh, this, you know what? This first comic mm-hmm. is hilarious. Yeah. And I also think, as I said backstage, that their hair and beard are at the best length I've ever seen both. Yeah, it looks, oh, that's a great Just point. Just optimal yeah, head I arrangement. I agree. Optimal head arrangement. So, please welcome to the stage <laughs> the very hilarious Rory Scoville. Give it up for Rory! Great. More show will happen in just a moment. How are you doing? Yeah? How was your day? Good. Was it? What did you do? I went to work. Yes? Uh, had a holiday party at work. How, what do you do? Um, thinking about raffle tickets. No, I mean... <laughs> what do I do for work? But it's a great... But it could have gone yeah. either way. You're right. What do you do at the holiday party? We mostly talk... It's you talk to people <laughs> that you don't like that much. You know, <laughs> I don't dislike them. It is a neutral feeling. Uh, yeah. No. What do you do for? What is what, what kind work of job? I Cal Poly Pomona. Ooh. And I'm an advisor for student leaders on campus. That's fucking cool. Thanks for doing that job. Let's hear it. That's a cool job. So your coworkers are students <laughs> or other? Do you have like? Non-students. Yep. Yeah, fuck those. Two. No. D- d- you know what? I'm really glad I didn't end the, that sentence because that. Anyway. Um. Well, I'm glad that you had. Was it a good holiday party? Yeah, it was my first one. It's my first year there, so. Oh, rad. I just sat with my colleagues and I was like, Yeah. Oh, this is kind of cool. How's the first year going? Yep. Fall quarter. Yes, we did. Yeah. Not too bad. Not That's too great. Bad. That's really good. What about you? How was your day? Yeah, what? no, you even. <laughs> yeah, what'd you do today? Yeah, I don't know. Actually. <laughs> what do you What do you do? I also work at a college. A different college. Yeah. Rival colleges. <laughs> We're married. <laughs> could mean anything. You saw my relationship. You guys are married? That's awesome. Uh, how long have you been married? Almost a year. Almost December. a year. Do you want some wisdom from one whole year in the future? No. Yeah, you should absolutely applaud for them. What? What did someone say? You better shut your mouth. Because I'm talking to these two people who work at Rock. No, what did you say? Don't go to Crate and Barrel. That's right. Honestly, I couldn't have said it my I could not have said it better myself. If there's anything I know from one additional year of being married, it's that you should not go to Crate and Barrel. You can use a gift card from the 
website. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, so you've had a big year. New place of employment. New. Did you just go? <laughs> Literally, what are the other things that could happen in terms of milestones? It's it's a big year. No, I, I just said big. I mean, it doesn't have to be. I understand. I know that like there's literally fire surrounds us. I get it. Like shit's fucking nuts. But I just mean like personally, it's been a big one. You've had a lot of changes. Yeah. Look at you, masters, new job, locked it down. <laughs> Well, congrats to you two. Let's hear it for them. (laughs) Friends, would you like to see more stand-up comedy or would you like me to weirdly pick apart couples? (laughs) I will do both. (laughs) Both things will happen. Well, we've got another great comic coming up next. Are you ready for more jokes? More hilarious jokes? Oh, well then keep it going. For Matt O'Brien, give it up! Come on! Hi, how are you? Good to be here. Right? I thought, yeah. Great. Surf's up, man. Sure, I'll be anywhere. I've almost been in LA for almost a year, a little almost a year, which is uh, I moved here from Canada about a year ago. Hell of a year to be here. Woo! What a ride it's been. It has been up and down and flibbity flubity all over the place. I just miss, I miss the news in Canada compared, you know what I mean? Like, have you seen news in Canada? Do you know what our news in Canada was all year? Every day it was the same. It was just like, who wants to fuck the prime minister? He's a sexy hot man and he's ready to go. He wears fun socks. There are local prime ministers in your area waiting for your call. <laughs> Just him on a bed? Call now. 99 cents a minute. First minute. Trudy. I miss it. But it's nice being down here. Neat. Neat. Very neat. I moved down here with my, uh, my dingling wife, which is, uh, we're a... Uh, just a white cup like just you know what I mean (laughs) nothing interesting about us as a pair like if you saw us walking down the sidewalk you'd be like well they're about to buy a dehumidifier that's what they're about to do (laughs) and you'd hear me say it I know we have one but let's get another one for the den (laughs) just paint samples falling out of my pocket all beige all very beige (laughs) very beige no imagination um, we keep uh, we keep talking about where we're gonna be when the nukes go off. Um, do you think about that? Do you think where? Like I don't care where I'll be. I just don't want to be wearing flip flops. You know what I mean? Like that's the only. That's my only. I just don't want to be flippity flopping around. That's the first guy to go. The first guy to go and flip. You don't see anybody in apocalyptic movies wearing flippity flops. No one in The Walking Dead is wearing flip flops right now and in charge. That's no. Also, I don't want to be trying a bubble tea for the first time. I think. <laughs> That visual, just like just the beads coming up and the bomb going off. That's not what I want. I don't want to be that guy. Can we all agree that the only people that care about the nukes have a Bitcoin? I think that's all the rest of us are like, let's do it. Who cares? But then uh, those people are like, but my crypto, it's surging. Who knows where it could be? Who knows where it is now? 
Who knows what it is? Can someone tell me? No idea. We, uh, no, me and my wife moved here, and uh, our, first, our first week here, we were like, we were like let's, do, uh, let's do like an L.A. thing. Let's do like something, that, something you do only in L.A. So we went to a live taping of Jeopardy. Hot, fresh out of the, fresh out of the gates. Hot and fresh out of the gates. That's what uh, horse people say at races. Look at him go. He's hot and fresh out of the gates. Like a steaming bun. We went to a live team at Jeopardy because we looked it up. We're like, I wonder. And then free tickets. Free. We're like, free? Today? Only, we better hop on this if it's only today. It's every day. It's every day. They're begging for people to come there. It was like a Wednesday, 1 p.m. Not a lot of people there. Um, Not fun. Not fun at all, by the way. Not fun. Because the only fun part about watching Jeopardy, which we all agree, is yelling out the answers. That is it. That's where it cuts off. No one's watching it in complete silence, which is what you have to do at a live taping of Jeopardy, mind you. There should be a pamphlet on that when you're waiting in line. I mean, I know it's obvious, but, you know, it's not. You sit there. Go to a live taping of Jeopardy if you want to hear a whole crowd of people sounding like they're trying not to come. That's exactly what it sounded like. They were all synced up and vibrating in their seats. <laughs> just old men going to the parking lot, just being like, it was calcium fluoride! You knew I knew that, Diane! I know, I know. We did it. We survived. And um, we... Uh, we got like a, this apartment in Hollywood, which is fine. It's um, in the P district. You guys know where that is? There's so much of it. We're like, this must be the P district. This is, yes. We, uh, we got this apartment and um, I don't know if it's common for a lot of apartments in LA, but uh, a lot of daddy long leg spiders. Like a lot, like enough that I wrote a bit about it. So many. Every corner, like they were there when we were looking. I was like, those will probably be gone. No, they're, they grew bigger and they were more confident. And <laughs> so many. Like, which I quickly realized is the name of a spider I hate saying the most of all spiders, I think. Daddy long legs. That's what we have to say. That's what we all have to say. Oh, daddy. Oh, is that a daddy? Yes, it has long legs. That's a daddy. Such a dada. No short-legged mamas, only long-legged dadas in the spider community. Daddy. I have to yell that at my wife. Don't come in here. There's a daddy in here. It's a long-legged. It's long legs. It's a dad. That's my, it's my dad. Stupid spider. Like, that's what the scientists that named it, they were just like, just name it after a jazz bar owner or something. I don't know. Daddy long legs. He's probably got some good tunes. Got a real hot club under the bridge. Daddy. <laughs> useless, useless spider. I've never seen one do anything. The only thing daddy long legs do is hang out in the corner of your shower and judge your wet body. That's all they've ever done. They're not moving. They're looking at you. Oh, daddy's here. I'm here. Just long legs. Just... 
shredding his long legs. I'll say this and uh, get out of here. I, uh, um, this is also something I have with this apartment. Is uh, sign the lease. Sign the lease. Right. The landlord looks at me after I pen hits paper. She goes, "Oh, probably should have said this, but um, the last guy that stayed here uh, saw a, saw a ghost." <laughs> I'm like, that should be in here somewhere. And I, I, I told her, I was like, that's fine. I don't care because I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe, which is true. I don't believe in ghosts 100%. I don't. I do not. I don't. It's true. I don't believe in ghosts when I'm like around people. When I'm alone, I believe in all ghosts. Which is what happened. I was very brave talking to her. I was like, I don't care. I don't care if there's a ghost. Who cares? I hope he shows up. I hope there's a bunch. A bunch. I hope there's a bunch. Who cares? <laughs> Love him. Love him. Gotta have him. Need him. Got him. But then the second I was alone in the apartment, I was like, I shouldn't have said any of those things. And this is my remedy for not wanting to see the ghost in my apartment is I just walk around uh, when I'm by myself and I loudly describe everything I'm doing. Because <laughs> if I know ghosts, you have to be like quiet for them to do things to you. So if I'm in the apartment by myself, I'll just be like, oh, here I am in the old apartment! I'm going to the kitchen! I'm making eggs! I'm making eggs! Ah! Just so if there was a ghost watching that, it would just be like, well, he's already freaking out. I don't know. There's nothing extra. And listen, I'm not O'Brien. Thank you guys very much. Have a good night. Bye. That was a great set. I really like Jeopardy a lot. And I usually don't like um, cum jokes, but that was my favorite cum joke, which was also a Jeopardy joke. So congratulations to Matt O'Brien. And also, I do just want to um, point out that if I was the Diane in the Jeopardy, the Diane portion of the Jeopardy joke, I would have said, what is sodium chloride? Because <laughs> that's the person that I am when I watch Jeopardy. It's not in the form of a question. <laughs> I also had an apartment that did not have ghosts, but was next to a house full of witches. <laughs> and it was in South Bend, Indiana. So they were for real witches. Like, these were people that were like, yeah, I'm a witch. No, it was like, I'm a witch. An actual witch. <laughs> and the person that had lived there before me put aluminum foil on the windows. Because, like, somebody told me, oh, yeah, there's, like, witches next door. And I was like, whatever. I was, like, 24, and then I moved in, and there was aluminum foil on all my windows. And I was like, oh, fuck, there are witches next door. <laughs> They're, like, actual witches next door. They were witches. <laughs> but I was nice to them, so nothing bad happened to me, other than the fact that I lived in South Bend, Indiana. That was the only thing. No offense to Indiana. I just want to say one thing about this is, like, our last show of 2017. Number one, I love this show. And number two, uh, sometimes in between comics, Cameron and I talk to each other and sometimes I'm like in the other room so I didn't get to hear what she talked about. So I was like, what'd you talk about? It's because I don't want to say the same thing. And she's like, oh, I just, I talked to some people. I talked to two people on the end so don't talk to those people because that's who I talked to. And I was like, I don't talk to people. <laughs> I never do crowd work. So I was going to try <laughs> real quick. <laughs> Because the last time I tried to do crowd work, I found somebody in the crowd who had like a broken arm and I was like, what happened? And was like, oh, that, you don't do that. Don't, because she was like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, 
you have a right to do that. And I should not have pointed out that you have, you know, a broken arm there. So how are you tonight? <laughs> yes, please. Just giving it a shot. It's the last one of the year. That's great. That's awesome. Wow, this is really hard. <laughs> well, I did it. I did some crowd work. Give it up for this gal. <laughs> That's my pledge in 2018 is to get better at crowd work. But for now, I'm just going to be good at this. Are you ready for your next comic? He is absolutely a friend of the show. He's uh, He's been guest hosted for us when we've been out of town. You love him. You know him. Give it up for Paul Danke. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Give it up for yourselves, everybody. Give it up, give it up for yourselves. Mm, you guys are not feeling that good about yourselves. What's up? Wow. Bummer. It really always makes the people on the other side from you feel bad, so you guys are judging them, and negative body language, definitely judging these people. I'm just joking. I am not. I'm not joking. I'm totally serious. <laughs> it's negative body language. Um, I'm a student of communication. You know, I can't help but notice these things. Um, I'm doing good. Thanks. Um, actually, I'm feeling thick. Do I look thick? <laughs> Got that between movies DiCaprio body. <laughs> oh yeah, just looks like I've been sitting on a yacht for four months, just champagne and uh, models and uh, you know cheese. <laughs> a lot of that's that's cheese weight, you know. They say he's got a dad bod, but that's that's cheese weight for sure. I, I know when you get that cheese blow going, what happens? The old jawline it goes right jump. Mm-hmm. I saw him stepping out with that long underbeard, and I was like, uh-huh, I bet. I bet. I bet. Honestly, I bet. I bet. I would do that, too. <laughs> and I like him. I like Leo D. He's my movie star. He's my favorite one. Uh, you know, he's trying to save the environment. Failing. He's failing. Don't cheer too loud. He's not done it. He's been, like, you know, 10 years. What, how, what, what do you need, Okay. <laughs> Do you need a bigger watch to be photographed wearing on an iceberg or what? What is, what's going to do it? It's going to fix it. It's hard. <laughs> Heard that. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to get people to care about the environment. It really is. Uh, did you hear about that uh, iceberg that broke off in the Atlantic recently? Huge iceberg. Huge iceberg broke off the Atlantic. They said it was the size of four Londons. Wow. Whoa. You don't say. Four of them. Four of those goddamn things this time. Whoa. Ooh, that's big, right? That is, that's big. What you're saying is that's big? Four Londons. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Yes, right. I remember seventh grade, we learned London County. Yes, I remember. Four of them. That is big. Oh, thank God. Whew. How do we put it back? Huh? Can we do that? So fuck, how dare you? How dare you try to get us? That's, we, can't, we can't wade through a word problem to care about the environment. It's too much work. Just tell us about the environment. I saw another description of the same iceberg and said that the iceberg was the size of Delaware. <laughs> that's not helping either. That's actually, that's actually worse. I think geography was worse for me than Fort London's. I have no idea. I have no idea what Delaware looks like. I have, look. <laughs> I, on, I swear to God, I know, I know that it's up there. I know it's up there with all the little ones. We're all the, 
Those little states when they made them so small at the beginning. Oh, mm, little appetizers, little slider states. Nom, 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 let's pop them in. Oh my God, they were great. That was fun. Of course, the Louisiana Purchase, the main entree, West Coast, were the dessert. Everybody knows that. That's why we're so sweet out here. Thank you. Thank you. It's a cute joke. Tell that. I like to brush up on my cute jokes occasionally. Oh, my God. I had the greatest experience lately. Uh, lately. Recently. I'm not continuing to have the experience. This happened recently. I'm a stickler for that type of bullshit. <laughs> Which is unfortunate because I smoke a lot of weed, so I'm always I'm like, hold on, let me, f- let me fix that sentence before we move on. People are like, none of us know what you're talking about now, Paul. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Uh, I had a great experience recently. I was, uh, it was Halloween, and I dressed up as a minion. And I have to tell you, I didn't know. I didn't know about the community within the Minion community. It is strong. It is the strongest community I have ever been a part of. I've been a comedian for 14 years. Fuck every comedian I've ever... Fuck these people. They're not my friends. Other people who dress up like Minions are my people. That's who I most relate to. I'm seeing... We're pointing across the street. Yes, we are. Oh, we're hugging each other. Oh, you bet. Oh, my God. We're, it's closer than PT Cruiser people. I'm telling you, they are tight. Tight-knit community. Beautiful. Now I'm going through the exact opposite experience. I dressed my car up like goddamn Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer this year because I got two small children, and they thought it would be cute. I was like, all right, we'll do that, sure. And now you always see other Rudolphs on the road. Unless you're Rudolph, because it fucks up the whole thing. One Rudolph. One Rudolph, not two Rudolphs. I'm Rudolph. My car is tan. I think that I'm Rudolph, all right? You're in a red Kia. Pack it. You're done. Take the antlers off. Take off the nose. It's not you. It's, it's tough. It's tough. I just want to share that with you guys. Uh, two fun things I wanted to show. I did get the light. I want to show this before I go. Uh, first, this is a fun idea. If you guys hate your, if it, hate your family, ever hear your family? Going home for the holidays, you hate your family? Here's a fun game just to piss your mom off. Come home and count the corporations represented on her Christmas tree. And just let her know like, who, like how many Fortune 500 people she's in the pocket of at the holidays. It'll just ruin her time. She won't enjoy it. It's a little fun, fun thought for you. Uh, I had a, another really hilarious thing happen to me the other day. I was taking a walk, and I saw a lost sign for a dog, and it said $500 reward for this dog. And I was like, oh, my God. Someone loves this dog. This is like a loved dog. 500 American dollars for this dog. This used dog? <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. $500? And I was like, that is an insane amount. This person must really love their dog. Or, more likely, uh, father ran over his children's dog. And it's just like, uh, I'll, I'll spare no expense to find your dog. I'm sure it's just around the neighborhood. 
Five hundred dollars. Of course, of course, little child. I'll pay five hundred dollars to get your dog back. Meanwhile, he knows he killed the dog. The five hundred dollars is safe. That's just a lie you tell your child at night. <laughs> Sneaky. Sneaky. Mm, I just, I just love how shady people are. They're just so fun. Uh, I, I don't remember when I got the light, but I hate people that run it, so I'm not going to do that. My name is Paul Danke. You guys are great. Enjoy the rest of your holidays. Be safe out there. Be kind to your family, even if they're not being kind to you. It's not worth it in the end. Um, you know, just uh, slash their tires on the way out. It's, they'll never know it's you. They won't suspect you, probably. Uh, thanks for that. Have a good night. Thank you. You know, I have to say that this is like a time of year that I really, really love because I am ethnically Catholic. You can't lose it. You can't lose it even if God goes very far away from you and stops existing entirely. (laughs) There's like a thing that is, okay, I mean, I just, I am in, you know, I'm in. When I was a little kid, when I was a little kid, my, my older sister and I, our two favorite games to play were um, Mass. Mass. The, the Catholic Mass. As a game. And you read aloud from the largest book that you could find, just in terms of width-wise. Often, often like a Moby Dick sort of a thing. Um, or like whatever's at your nana's. You know what I mean? She had a Bible. Who am I kidding? Uh, just reading that. Um, oh, and then you just, uh, you know, give people the Eucharist and you can use a thinly sliced banana or better cheddars, which I don't even know if they still make those, but they were fucking perfect for this. The right size, the right consistency, a little oilier than a host, but, um, or the other thing that the other game we play was birth of Christ, which is where you are Joseph. If you're me, you're Joseph. <laughs> And you also do lights and sound, which includes turning off and on the basement lights, lightning and thunder. You make the thunder. You go, you turn the lights off and on. Your older sister delivers a Cabbage Patch doll into a Tupperware container that has a yellow pom-pom in it. That was, those are our two favorite games to play in the house. Our third favorite game you play outside the house is called Jesus or Moses. And that's when the snow is on the ground. Because you live in Chicago. The snow is on the ground and it melts a little bit and then it refreezes at a colder temperature creating an ice crust. And you walk across the snow between the driveways to see whether or not you can stay on the ice crust or fall through. Do you understand why it's called Jesus or Moses? And so I'm from a very Catholic family. But we also had our own traditions that were sort of mixed into Christmas and they're all very important to me. So yes, like I'm sure Rhea is exhausted all the time. One thing that we did when we were little, we started making an elf trap and that's when you try to trap an elf and you make it from a bunch of cardboard or whatever you have at your house. It has to be different every year. You do make blueprints. They are 
spotty. I would not say that they would pass like a sort of a three-dimensional building inspection sort of thing. Then mostly it's just a toilet paper roll. You try to get a, a, an elf to go ahead and get in there, and then you're going to trap them and keep them in your house. But the elves will get out of the trap, and then they wrap it, they put a gift in there. Uh, because they're not that mad, you know? And they should be, really, because you were trying to keep them. My older sister and I made elf traps, then my little sister is a lot younger than us. So when we started telling her about the elf trap, I have to say, I really built it up because I was also super dedicated to Catholicism at the time, and I was just like all into Jesus, but also weird Santa things that all just swirled around in my head as making just each one make sense. Um, so I really sold the elf trap hard, and then my little sister came up with a great question, which is why we weren't trying to trap other mythical creatures from different holidays. <laughs> and I didn't want to, we don't want to spoil Christmas for her by being like, well, this is mom and dad. They're putting toys in there. <laughs> An elf would never leave you a present and wrap its box <laughs> that you tried to keep it in. <laughs> so then my parents just had to, for a few years, go along with it. And we would wake up and she would be like, I have made a leprechaun! Just my, just my mom, just exhausted. Like, you're trying to trap a leprechaun? Because I have told you that this is part of the holidays? That you try to trap a creature? And I just remember one morning just seeing my mom with a, with a loaf of green bread from the bakery where she's like, I'm doing the best I can! This is what I have! That's St. Patrick's Day related! And it's going in the leprechaun trap <laughs> I still have so much Christmas spirit that I don't really know what to do with like I like I kind of want to go to church but that would be wrong there's always a guy up there and my favorite stand-up comics are usually women you know so I want to go ahead and say you know like I gotta prove that homily and I want to get Maria Bamford in there. <laughs> Swan, sort of the kind of, do you remember when at the Super Bowl when Beyonce was, I talk about this a lot because it's a really important moment in my life, when Beyonce was performing alone and you were like, wow, this is the first time Beyonce is performing at the Super Bowl. I wonder if anything really wild is going to happen. Like, I wonder if like the rest of Destiny's Child is going to <laughs> join her. And then you're like, no, actually they aren't because she was singing like mostly most of the way into a song. You're like, wow, I guess it's actually just her. And then just spring-loaded <laughs> from the sides of the stage. Do you remember? Just like, Kelly! <laughs> Michelle! You're like, shit! You know, you're like, you thought that was so good and so that's what I want to happen for the priest to go like such and thus and I'm like next you know and it's just Tiffany Haddish <laughs> flies through the altar lands on her feet but I really, I mean, honestly, if you just played, if you just even hummed a few bars from Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, I'm going to be so nostalgic for nothing I've ever experienced because that song really sounds like the 40s to me. And I was not alive, but I'm just like, I know, I want to go to a post-war household too. You know, and I really want to. 
I love to watch Hallmark holiday movies. If you come to the show, you know they're really important to me. They're so fun to watch. They're really important and inspiring for women because you can always remember if you're from a small town, you should move back there. And if you move back there, you'll find him. And he <laughs> probably makes ice sculptures. And you're a lawyer, but you're taking yourself too seriously. <laughs> I watched one the other day where actually one of the women was a lawyer also, but this was the best, this was the best one I've seen in a while. Come out! <laughs> Not fair that you only get to talk about this. No, that's what? You can come. Great! To the stage. <laughs> other times also. Okay, great. Whenever you want. Happy anniversary. Thank you. She's a lawyer. Rhea, before we bring out our second to last comic. Yes. When you were watching this movie with me, uh -huh. because I have gotten you on board and you, you are on the choo-choo train. I've, I've been on board for a while, but that's okay. Let's go. Uh, tell the people. So uh -huh. there's lawyer and there's, there's another lawyer. lawyer. And then there's another lawyer. They work at the same law firm. They work at the same law firm. She is a more senior lawyer than he is. You can tell she has a bigger office. She has a bigger office. Or and they're bad at set decoration. Yeah. They chose the wrong. And you that wouldn't find even out be. That they are. Yeah, that wouldn't actually be set. That would, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Locations. So, main lady lawyer goes into second dude lawyer's office. Uh huh. Where he has, in his office, where he works, a Christmas tree. But a full Christmas tree behind desk. the desk. A full Here, you're the size. lawyer. Sit at the desk. Come on in. <laughs> and what if, and they're supposed to be divorce lawyers. How could you take anybody seriously? <laughs> I would be like, excuse me, straight up, I like respect your religion or if it's not religion, your cultural heritage. But um, honestly, that is a full-size Christmas tree. <laughs> but then... The gift kept on giving because yep. on the reverse shot of her coming in, we then saw two more additional two more trees <laughs> in a fucking small in ass his office. Office. The I'm not office talking about smaller the than this stage. office. His personal office. His personal. Then she also. The door. She also had a Christmas tree behind her desk. Behind her desk and her behind office with a door. Her desk and and also. She went home, and in her bedroom was a fucking Christmas tree. That's true. That's true. And, and also, she wasn't well, Christmas decorations on her bed. Yes, she wasn't supposed to be with the lawyer. She was gonna be with the guy who it runs a shop, a cafe. A cafe have seating, but it didn't have seating. It only sold like, Christmas knickknacks. He kept being like, "Hey, can you watch?" And he, the he was also baseline abusive to he her. He was rude. I didn't like you this man. have to look it up. He kept nagging her. He was nagging I don't know. her the whole way. Did he even like Christmas? Like, just like a rude oh. guy. But I, I think was it like, was that this is a saucepan. I think it was just this that... This is for sautéing. Anyway. I think it was just that the actor didn't know about uncrunching your eyebrows. Yeah. Because he kept being like, is this sexy? And it's like, no, you look like you're quizzing her. Do you like Christmas? <laughs> so anyway, yeah. I just want to say that that was who she was supposed to be with. 
He works at a cafe. There's no scene. I think it was called um, Christmas Lawyer, Christmas Mean Guy. <laughs> yeah. That's probably what it was called. Or he works, Christmas he, Tree. He owns a cafe. The There's no seating. It's yeah. mostly just There's no snacks. food, even. It's There's no food. They don't sell food. Things. It's a cafe. They mostly sell snow globes. <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, he also sold the lawyer's but, child a like, piece of... Oh, this Plastic was so that creepy. Was clear that was also etched with a family on it. Yes. That was the only gift the child received, and he kept looking at it throughout the night, just looking at something you would put on a man's desk. I think you're I think you're anyway, underselling what deep. this was. This is the real story. The <laughs> lawyer woman had been abandoned by her partner when her son was born. And that oh son, my, for some Christmas. reason, started working at an adult man's cafe. Even to though the son math. was 10. And so the son was walking around the cafe and found a, like a, yeah, an etching of a prototypical family made out of stick figures. <laughs> and was staring at it. Like, I have a mom, but I don't know my dad. And the guy who owned the cafe gave him that thing as a Christmas present. And then told him God wanted him to have it. It was there was a lot of God in this one. So I don't actually think that's okay. <laughs> You're also underselling the fact that her husband left her on Christmas and her father left her family that's on Christmas. That's a great point. This she woman had, had two life. men that had left on Christmas. This is a great and point. It's also still super into Christmas. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she decorates you know to my remind dad left herself. On Christmas. Yes. Then my husband left on Christmas, but and that ain't gonna stop me reveal from later. celebrating Christmas. No, but she was like, I hate Christmas, but she's standing in front of so many Christmas trees. Yeah. Oh, what this? I didn't do this. Ah, he did. You know, points to a ten-year-old. What? Holding a child, an etching. Anyway, um, but what I was trying to get to <laughs> was that. Also, uh-huh. this man yes. from the cafe yeah. that she's supposed to end up uh-huh. with, who's very mean, yeah. sh- he invites her over for dinner, yeah. and he lives alone. He's a widower. <laughs> and his house is also yeah. decorated fully. Garland, yes. lights, bells, giant ornaments hanging from nothing. I just, this is the part, like, okay, maybe, like, the firm has, like, mandated that you have to have a Christmas tree behind your desk. I mean, I would quit. That's unlivable. But this maniac who works at a cafe with no seats, Uh when she goes over to his house, yeah. You went over to a man's house and he lived alone and it was fully decorated. Fully. Fully decorated. Fully. Decorated like a Macy's. That's accurate. The Christmas section of a Macy's. Like when you're like, oh, it's Christmas, so this Macy's feels really Christmassy, and then you go to the ornament section and you're like, holy shit. That's what it's If you went over to that guy's house. And, you, like, and she even goes like, oh, so is your wife coming home many times? He's like, no, she died three years ago. Wouldn't you just be like, oh my God, I have to leave now. Because <laughs> you're a maniac. You're a murderer. Yeah. Why'd you decorate this house like this? Except to cover the stent of my rotting body. Yeah. So it's a crazy movie, you guys. Anyway, we really liked it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, anyway, look. 
whatever is going on with you, whether you are uh, into Christmas or not, I just want to say, uh, ha- have a hair self. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Happy holidays, everybody! Our self- next comic is coming up. <laughs> awesome. Are you guys ready for your penultimate comic of the evening? Keep it going for Alex Edelman. Get up for Alex. All right. What was the name of that movie? As a Jew, I must see it. Because I'm not sure if you heard the news yesterday. Lawyers and Jews, same thing. So it's okay. It's all right. He lost. Yeah. Huh. I found out on the way over here and I was like, huh? What? Hope? I thought you left. Oh my God. I don't like talking about Donald Trump because I think people are so sick of it. I think whenever you bring it up in like a mixed social like setting, the the reaction is like you stood up and be like, I have a poem. It's about my, f- sit down. It's about my father and I. We were never close. It's 21 pages. It doesn't rhyme. Here we go. <laughs> People are so fatigued. But I will say I'm just finding myself missing certain things. I didn't know I needed to have a fuckable president, but I definitely did. <laughs> I definitely need a president with a discernible jawline because I just... I, I forgot that Barack Obama is genuinely a, an attractive human being. A very handsome. Before he ran for president, I was like, I'm 100% straight. And afterwards, I was like, it's a spectrum. He is <laughs> so handsome and sharp and good looking. I read in the news this week, please, someone confirm this because no one will believe me. Um, they said Donald Trump drinks up to 12 Diet Cokes and watches up to eight hours of television a day. I had one day like that in April 2016. I will never forgive myself. <laughs> All right, sorry, that's that's enough of that. Um, has anyone heard of Coco the Gorilla? Yes. yes. For the rest of you, Coco's a gorilla that speaks fluent sign language. And in 1999, this is true, Coco met Robin Williams. And last year, they told Coco that Robin Williams had died, and Coco went, Coco friend, Coco sad. But, yes, which is sad. But on the plus side, how funny was Robin Williams that even gorillas were like, this motherfucker's amazing. <laughs> I met him one time in the 90s, changed my life. Have you seen Jumanji? It's a little offensive, but still. (laughs) Second of all, and obviously, did they have to tell the gorilla (laughs) that Robin Williams had died? Someone walked into a gorilla enclosure in September of 2016. Two years like, hi, Coco. Can you put down the banana? (laughs) And they tell Coco, and Coco's like, Oh, no. (laughs) 
but Prince is fine, right? And they're like... <laughs> Coco, calm down. And Coco's like, why was the last David Bowie album so sad? They're like, Coco? Coco? Coco's like, what else are you not telling me? What's Kevin Spacey been up to? They're like, Coco? Coco? <laughs> And Coco's like, I guess I'll just call my cousin Harambe in Cincinnati. They're like, Coco, Coco, Coco! Get the gun. Coco, Coco. I just didn't realize this, that, that animals can do things. I didn't know. My brother's like, yeah, there's an elephant that paints. I was like, yeah, holy shit. It's made me, I found this out three months ago. I have not had meat since. I've not had meat, not out of any moral reason. I'm fine eating a mammal. I'm not okay eating a potential struggling artist. I can't do it. I can't. I relate too hard. A big thing that happened to me, I saw, um, I'll tell you guys two quick things, then I'll get out of here. First of all, um, it just occurred to me, I tried cocaine once and it held no allure for me. And because like I'm part of this generation of over-medicated young people, so, like, whenever I've tried cocaine, people are like, how do you feel? And I'm like, like, there's homework to do! <laughs> so it doesn't work for me. <laughs> Three months ago, I saw a man struck by lightning. Um, uh, there's no segue into that. It just happened very suddenly. I was walking through the Sheep's Meadow in Central Park in New York, and I saw a man holding an umbrella, and then I saw a very, very, very white flash of light and a very loud sound, and he was not holding the umbrella anymore. And my first thought, not kidding, was, did I do that? <laughs> Just because I remember vaguely thinking, I wish I had an umbrella, and I'm sure God was like, okay. Go get it. An umbrella vacancy has opened up in this field. There were four people with me. We all ran over. Me, somewhat cautiously, more cautiously than the rest. But the funny thing is, this is insane. I felt comfortable because I wasn't the tallest of the four people running over. Ran over. There was one guy who was a medical guy, and I, kn I knew because he knelt. He's like, are you okay, dude? Stay down. And the guy's like, yeah, I wasn't thinking of getting up. <laughs> and he went, you're pretty lucky. And I could tell from the expression on the guy's face, like, I don't feel lucky. <laughs> and I agree with him, because every day, billions of people go unstruck by lightning. All right, and uh, there's more of that, but I got to cut it short. This is the last thing I want to tell you, and I rarely tell this, but uh, Cameron and Rhea made me think of it. Um, I'm an Orthodox Jew, huge Jew. Um, uh, I had Christmas one year. We had Christmas. We had this friend. My family had this friend named Kate, and over the course of a calendar year, Kate lost her entire family, like not at the mall, like permanently. And uh, my mom thought, every time I say that one line, I'm like, that's my favorite line I've ever read. Uh, <laughs> And my mom had Kate over because Kate had nowhere else to go, and my father did not want, did not want Christmas. He grew up in a time and place where it was really tough to be a Jew. He grew up in a really anti-Semitic part of Boston called Boston. And <laughs> he thought it would be a really shitty uh, thing to have, but my mom won out. Um, and my poor father, well, my brother and I were six years old, we're twins, and we get called into the living room, and we knew something was bad, because you never get called into the living room unless, like, some, someone died. 
So we're staying down. We're like, did Zadie die again? And we're sitting there, and my mom goes, boys, she always wanted Christmas, I think. She went, boys, this year, we're going to have Christmas. <laughs> and this is how young and insular we were. Asia and I looked at each other. We looked at our parents, and I went, what's Christmas? <laughs> and I'll never forget this. My father went, Jesus Christ. <laughs> They explain Christmas. They explain Santa Claus, which I remember now as being really trippy. I was like, who's Santa Claus? And my father went, Santa Claus is a man in a red suit who comes down chimneys and gives gifts to non-Jews. <laughs> and we're like, is Santa Claus real? And my mother looked at my father. My father looked at my mother, and then he looked at us, and he went, yes. We put out cookies for Santa Claus. We go upstairs. We come downstairs the next morning. The cookies are gone. And we're like, Santa came! Baruch Hashem! And we go out to the garage. That was the one concession my father got from my mom. All of the, all the Christmas stuff in the garage. He didn't want it in the house. My father feared from God. My mother feared for the carpet. So the Christmas tree in the garage. And there are two photos of this. Two photos of little blonde Jews. And this is how young we were. We got cassette tape Walkman and we were thrilled. And to put in the cassette tape Walkman, Kate had bought the only Jewish gift her waspy brain could come up with, which was the cast recording of Andrew Lloyd Webber's Joseph and the Amazing Tentacolor Dreamcoat, where the role of Joseph was sung by Donny Osmond. There are two photos and they're little Jews wearing yarmulkes and coats because they're in a Boston garage in December. And they've got Walkmans in the biggest smiles. And on the Walkman, they're listening to an Old Testament story adapted into a musical by a gay man where the lead role is sung by a Mormon. It's crazy. <laughs> and we go to school that day because Yeshiva wasn't canceled for Christmas. <laughs> and we come back home. My father, this is true. My father gets a phone call from the principal. And the principal, this is what he opens with. He goes, Dr. Edelman, your sons have a lying problem. And my father went, what did they do? And he went, well, the teacher tried to explain to the first graders a very delicate topic of Christmas. And Alex raised his hand and went, we had Christmas. <laughs> and the teacher went, Alex, you didn't have Christmas? Anyway, not just believe in a thing called Santa Claus. And AJ went, we had Santa Claus. <laughs> and they were like, you did not have Santa Claus. And he's like, oh, yeah. He came down the chimney, he ate all the cookies, and he left his gifts underneath the tree that my dad hid in our garage. And the principal went, Dr. Edelman, is this true? And my father went, no. <laughs> he said, it's not true. We ate the cookies. <laughs> and he explained that he wanted to do something nice for this woman who had nowhere else to go for Christmas and that he thought he was actually imparting like a really important lesson that's like the spirit of the Torah as opposed to like the letter of the law and the principle disagreed with him. He said, I think you've done something really confusing for your children. I think you've really hurt them. You've given them a holiday. You've taken it away. They're going to be very confused. And I think you've done a sin. And my father, <laughs> to his credit, went, well, then clearly you don't understand the meaning of Christmas. <laughs> All right, you guys have been great. Thanks so much. I'm Alex Edelman. I'll see you later. You ready for your final comic of the night? I sure am. Yes, she's one of my absolute favorites. You guys give a warm welcome to Allison Stevenson. Keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. There she is.
Wow, another Jew. You can now say you know twice as many Jews as Roy Moore does. Wow, my one topical joke. And now I'm going to talk about me. Uh, <laughs> that's all this year has really taught me is like political turmoil, blah, 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 everything's got to shit. But still, I'm just, I, I just want to talk about me. <laughs> like, I still am just like, <laughs> but this guy sucks. Uh, <laughs> so that's what I'm going to talk about. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I identify as um, a feminist. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I do. But I kind of feel like maybe I'm starting to be like, bad PR for it. <laughs> like, I feel like I should hold back, maybe stop doing that. You know what I mean? Because, like, I feel like a lot of women now are trying to make it more mainstream. We're trying to make it accessible, right? All these, like, babes on Instagram are like, it's not what you think. <laughs> They're just like, oh. We're not all these mean, fat, hairy cunts. <laughs> who hate men and don't suck dick. And I'm just in the back like, huh, actually. <laughs> Some of us are, okay. <sighs> Present, you know. <laughs> there is one thing I have to complain about, though. Because, you know, no system is perfect. And there is something I do have to complain about. Um, is that the word nasty... A lot of women identifying as, as nasty. <laughs> Hashtagging it's in the Twitter bios. Oh, I'm, I'm a nasty woman. I'm a nasty girl. Look at me. Check it out. Look at the shirt. Nasty. All capital letters. <laughs> and it's like, I get it. You know, Hillary, yada, yada. But at the same time, I feel like... Like, as a true nasty woman... <laughs> You know, who's had to work her whole life to earn this title. All of a sudden, these fucking women walking around, they drink cold brew every day. They have jobs. And they're like, oh, I'm nasty. Check it out. Like, no, bitch, I earned this shit, all right? You can't just take it. Me? I've worn the same bodysuit three days in a row. <laughs> have you ever done that? That's pretty fucking nasty. <laughs> Let me ask you, have you, ever, have you ever used a friend's vibrator without telling her? <laughs> have you ever done that? I don't know, maybe stop going to Europe so much, Brenda. Maybe stop needing me to house sit. Yeah, I'm gonna find some shit, okay? <laughs> Have you, ever, have you ever had sex with a guy even though you're pretty sure he stole your laptop? Have you ever... That's nasty, all right? That is some nasty shit. I earned this, all right? It's true, that did happen. Um, <laughs> we met on the threesome app. You think he'd be chill. Uh, <laughs> that's how bad it is today. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, that's how rough it is, is. I would rather have a dude, like, maybe steal my laptop than, like, be ghosted again. You know what I mean? 
That's what I'm sick of. I feel like a lot of guys... A lot of guys make me feel like I'm crazy. I get this feeling all the time. Guys make me feel like I'm nuts. I'm, I'm so insane. Because I text them. That's all I do. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, two days in a row. Sorry. Sorry, I'm so goddamn nuts. I want to know how your day is two days in a row. Like a goddamn lunatic. <laughs> it's like, I think about it. I'm like, wait a minute. Who's actually crazy? In this scenario, honestly, who's really the insane person? Is it me wanting to have a conversation with someone I've let put their dick inside me? I'm twisted like that, all right? Or is it dudes reading the word sup and just being like, stop falling in love with me! I'm not ready for commitment! I'm 36 years old! I'm still a That's crazy, right? That that's <laughs> You guys have been like surprisingly chill. Uh <laughs> I feel like my energy has been a little too much. Uh But I'll end on on this uh banger. Um <laughs> It's kind of like a club bit. It's like my call and response, you know? It's what I do at, like, the clubs uh, <laughs> that I don't perform on. Uh, uh, okay, it's kind of like this. It goes like this. <clears throat> hey, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? What? I finally figured out what's worse than having sex. <laughs> That's right, I said it. Um... <laughs> On your period. <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh, it's having sex. That's right. Said it again. When you're not on your period. Okay. But, uh, you know, things are getting all hot and heavy and stuff. And, like, you know, you start, like, taking your clothes off. And they notice a blood stain on your underwear. And you have to explain to them that, uh... That's just there. <laughs> Been there quite a while, you know. Here's the thing. It's not going anywhere. That's for sure, all right? I tried. Trust me. It's there to stay. Besides, at this point, it's just like, it's like a nice little statement piece, you know? It's like, it's a real conversation starter. I can't imagine this underwear any other way at this point, all right? Besides, you think I have that kind of fuck you money? I can just throw away a pair of underwear whenever it gets a little bit of blood on it. Anyway, you know, that's nasty. Okay, all right, that was the bit. Thanks, guys, bye. Last bit. Of 2017, period underwear feels right. Oh, yeah. I love that that's the last bit of 2017. Hey, one more time for Allison Stevenson. 
Yep. In fact, why don't you keep it going for everybody that you saw tonight? And for this show. And for Cameron Esposito. My wife, Rhea Butcher. Yes. Thank you so much. We will well, see you in 2018. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh. Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.